When you feel your voice is not being heard, please consider calling the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections. The show wants to be the vehicle you can use to express your opinion or get your issue out to a larger audience. We're living in a time that we can no longer allow others to speak on our behalf. If you wish to be a guest on the show and discuss on the show what's important to you, call James T. Deshaies at 407-394-9819. Your issue or focus can be placed on the calendar. The show is live seven days a week. We can no longer reside in the shadow of life. It's imperative that we're on top of the issues that impact our lives now and in the future. USI never had it so good. 101.1 radio, the best R&B and hip-hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshaies is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshaies has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshaies. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities you will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thought, Love, and Reflection. Brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. We're here seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Call in at 657-383-0309. 
so your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruption. Uh, today is one of those days where you find yourself reflecting on yesterday, on all the days of your life because a such person has always been there. And now you come to reflect on how you're going to miss this iconic individual because whenever there was a special tribute or a special program, she was a part of it. And then you start to reflect on how many more icons do you have left and how old those icons are and how you won't be able to depend that they'll be there indefinitely. And at some point, other people have to pick up the baton and try to replace someone who's always seemed to have said the right thing at the right time or did the right thing at the right time so to inspire us to uh, greatness. And Aretha Franklin has been one of those people for me. I was born in 1960, and she has always been there. Uh, she was not one of the mainstays of of my generation in, re- in regard to purchasing her music, but her music was something we always heard because it was what, it was what you was used to drive the nation and to drive our spirits forward, and we could relate uh, to her music and what she was trying to say and know that she really heartfelt felt what she was doing and respected her her place in our society. She was truly the queen of music, the queen of soul, and uh, knew that whenever she sung, she was singing a message. So now she's gone. One of the most iconic individuals that we can think of and we now realize uh, that who are going to replace these people? Uh, Dee, what are your thoughts related to this woman who seemingly has been here with us forever? I cannot even imagine she was only 76 years old. I just, well, I guess she's been here all of my existence uh, as a highlight, uh, so I can never imagine her being young uh, because she was so in place by the time that I recognized what an icon really was. Well, good evening, James. Uh, You know, um, Aretha Franklin is one of those special people. Uh, Being as though that she came on the scene uh, back in a time where America twisted and had no uh, diversity. Uh, what Aretha Franklin brings to the table of, of modern humanity, and I'm, when I say modern, I'm, I'm speaking of the 1950s on up, uh, she gave America a heartbeat or a soul, if you will. Uh, you can challenge what I'm saying by looking at the early days of Dick Clark, uh, which was a musical 
uh, television show that had the uh, intent of introducing America to new talent, to new singing talent. And when you look at the old Dick Clark uh, in, in, the, in the days, what I like to call the black and white days, before it was color television, uh, those kids was looking for something new. Uh, they was looking for something different than their grandfather uh, ideology and belief system. Um, so when um, Chubby Checker came on the scene, Aretha uh, Franklin, Sam Cooke, uh, Jackie Wilson, and anybody else that Dick Clark had the nerve to put on his show to introduce to white America, you can tell by the by the demeanor of those kids that they had seen nothing like this or even heard anything like this before. Uh, but they liked what they heard. It was something different than the granddaddy tractor and working on the phone. It was something different. It gave them a new purpose to uh, entertain and to pursue. Uh, what made Aretha Franklin so special, like Stevie Wonder, they had the talent where, uh, and they understood the importance, and I guess Barry Gordy had a lot to do with this. Uh, they had the importance to know that you are good in your own neighborhood. That's all well and good. But you are nobody until you cross over the railroad track. And so that's what Abrita was able to bring to our community. And in contrast, in retrospect, uh, you know, today's rappers and today's entertainers, uh, they are one-dimensional, and that's that's a real problem. Like Luther Vandross, Aretha, and a certain uh, and elite few can never be replaced because the the artistry of of music today and the and the black community they miss the point, and the point is to exemplify what love can be, like like your poetry, what love complete, what love can be, and the importance of that. Because the absence of that gives us no purpose in life at all. So Aretha, uh, my my hat goes off to her. She is the queen. Uh, you can ask anybody. Chaka Khan, uh, Whitney Houston, if, if she was still here, Mary J. They all give homage to Aretha, just like uh, the the heartbeat of of our music today gave homage to James Brown. So uh, she was a real special person. Thank you. You know, it's difficult now as we do it with open eyes to to see what it is you're talking about. Uh, our today, our, our entertainers of the day, uh, Shepard and uh, all these different guys, they can never become the icons because they they don't they don't have the ability are are not willing to wage the war that these other these other singers did. Uh, they did more than just entertain us. Uh, they were in the foot. They were foot soldiers in the battle of our equality. And so now uh, you don't have that sense of them. These new entertainers being in the uh, fight with us any longer. Uh, they're too busy. Bill. Uh, they're too busy making their billions and fat catting it. Uh, to do anything that's really uh, special or committed 
uh, to to the war that we're waging. And so as we look at it and you look back and you think about it, uh, the people who who could reach that status just don't have the same commitment that these older singers did uh, to uh, to changing life in general. Uh, you know, just like James Brown, you know, I'm black and I'm proud. Aretha Franklin with respect. All of those self things lean, lend itself to us changing who we thought we are and uh, and the, uh, provided a uh, song for the fight. Uh, but now you don't have that same commitment by these people who are making a bunch of money but not uh, doing anything uh, to really change uh, our lifestyle. So do we really not don't know if these people will ever reach being icons? Well, James, uh, you no, know, I can I can appreciate uh you coming right back to me because it's a lot to be said uh in in this um in this forum. Um, you know, when you spoke about the today's artists, um, you know, and I've always said, and people don't understand when I say this. And it, it, and actually, it's because they weren't they weren't there. I've always said, and I still kind of hold true to this, that when we as a people were Negroes, we had a uh, a collective effort in proving what it is that needs to be proven to the rest of the world. Uh, for way too long, we we existed under the foot. Of what Jose William and Martin Luther King and Ralph Abernathy used to call the white power structure, uh, we we existed under their foot. So when we finally became uh, able to express ourselves and to gather ourselves and pull ourselves up by the, our own bootstraps, we did so in a collective effort. Because you know, like in in the in the realm of entertainment, black entertainment, there was a lot of groups. There was a lot of rivalry, unlike today. Now I'm trying to make this point: the rivalry today is beefing and 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 blood wars. But back in those days, girl groups and men groups. You had Martha Reeves and the Vandellas. You had the the, um, the Supremes. Uh, you had the the, the Wynettes, and, and and then also the white groups wanted to be like the black groups. I mean, it was a thing. Everybody wanted to be like the black groups because they brought something new to the table. It, it, that whining, <laughs> uh, steel guitar playing music, they was tired of that. They wanted to get that out a little bit. I mean, like even uh, <clears throat> uh, Pat Boone. Stole Little Richard music like it was all like it was okay, and and it was okay back in those days because black people didn't have any right of of, of copyright infringement that, that they knew about. So Pat Boone was one that, that stole their music and made millions off their music. So the difference is that um, you know today you can't have no rival because if you if you rival somebody a little bit, they're gonna throw you under the bus. They don't understand the the spirit of competitiveness, uh, so that's where the hate factor come in. 
And so, uh, you know, we got a lot of restoring to do. We got a lot of restoring to do. And I tell young people all the time, I, I tell them, I hope y'all can get this together. Because at my age, I might not be around to help y'all no more. And so, and so, uh, it's just a lot of work to be done on 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 all on on a grand scale. Thank you, James. Uh, Kathy, uh, welcome to the show. We're talking about Aretha Franklin and how uh, it feels like she has been with us forever. Those of us who were born in the 1960s or the late 1950s. Uh, we heard of people like her that were on the front lines doing battle with us as we waged war against the government to fight for our rights. Uh, but now as these icons slowly disappear, we don't have anybody who was in the fight from the beginning. And these new singers are not interested in waging any social battles. They're just busy making money. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, <laughs> okay, James. Yes, Aretha Franklin is really, truly going to be missed for all the great contributions that she has given to us and to the world. And um, I'm sure it's some out there that are contributing. I mean, you know, we can't count everybody out. We got to, we got to search out. There are a lot of great gospel singers out there that are contributing um, in some form or fashion, but, you know, we just can't count everybody out because I do believe truly that there are some more talented, um, well, let me not say talented, but extraordinary people that will come through, you know, that we will um, look back on and say that they were great uh kings and queens of gospel, of R&B, of music, and for um, our community, actually for our community. Well, I guess I'm I'm saying that this Aretha was someone who transcended just entertainment, and she was involved in the battle and the social war of uh, gaining our equality along with uh, James Brown and, and a lot of other people that we are lost and a few people that we're hanging on to. Uh, but it just seems that our young people, uh, even when you think about um, Usher and all these other new people who are in the game who are entertaining us, uh, they don't seem to be involved in and the other kinds of activities. And, you know, and it was just something about what the the, the icons, Smokey Robinson and um, all those people brought to the table that kind of went beyond just the music. And so, uh, you know, you're right about there being a lot of entertainers that I don't know the name of, but I'm just saying as we lose these people who have been with us from our, you know, our birth, uh, that there doesn't seem to be very many people state stepping up to take their place. Well, not that we can actually see, but I do believe that there are some rising up. I mean, I know a lot of great singers. I mean, they don't rap. They actually sing, and they are doing a lot for the community, you know, for 
um, for their kids, for their grandkids, and um, and trying to make a difference. They just have not gotten the kind of exposure that some of these other great people have gotten. But there are some out there, James, we just don't know or hear about all of them. Well, you know that it's important uh, for us to recognize people and the contributions they make. Uh, Dee, I'm just not sure if, you know, as we grow older and we, we pass the baton on to our children, if they will have the same similar respect uh, that we have so many of the people that we know, uh, you know, Muhammad Ali, Aretha Franklin, Deacon Jones, and, and um, you know, Martin Luther King. It, it just seems like those people who were at the forefront of the fight, we don't have – maybe Capilings will make it to that iconic stage one day. I don't know. We have to give him a few more years. But it just doesn't seem, as I said to Kathy, uh, to be anybody to pick up the baton. I don't think Beyonce is ready to pick up the baton of Aretha Franklin. I mean, she is good, uh, but I don't see her and her husband uh, doing the kind of things that are necessary to wage the war that we're having right now. Uh, They speak up, uh, but they're not uh, being active. Well, you know, Ms. Kathy made a great point. Um, but, but um, again, you know, like you say, uh, Aretha was just part of that spectrum. Uh, you had Jim Brown and you had uh, uh, Lou Alcindor, who, who changed the name to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, you had plenty of people that understood the platform that they had. And they used that platform to let everybody know uh, especially the the person that was the active adversary, to let them know we will not be pushed around. Now, in comparison, when you mentioned Beyonce, and but first of all, let me just say this first: uh, LeBron James has made a move to be that type of person. All right, and he also has made a move to let it be known: I don't care what you think about me. And see, I think that's the key point, because when you got your own people that have adopted the attitude of want to ridicule you because they have no collective mindset these days, then it takes a person like LeBron James says, look, you know, I make my own money, I'm my own man, but I got something to say, like Colin Kaepernick. Um, now, of course, in my mind's eye, that stage is not as full as it could be because, in my opinion, Oprah should be one of those people. She has her own money. She has, uh, and I might be chastised for saying this, but uh, I think that she is unaware or is not quite ready because probably her brand, if she were to step out on this platform that we're speaking of, her brand might be in jeopardy, all right? Uh, so in that being the case, I, I can respect that, all right? But uh, I think she is in a position to help groom somebody to be that person. And we're not talking about a leader. We're talking about an example. We're talking about an example that can catch fire because, 
to me, the Donald Trump movement is supposed to be the spark that ignites that fire one more time. And so for people to be uh, walking around with the blinders on and with their heads stuck in the sand and got their own money and position but don't understand the cause and the jeopardy that's at hand is, uh, for the lack of a better term, mind-boggling to me. So uh, hopefully, um, you know, shows like this can be um, reached and and people will become to recognize that if, if you are in position to make a difference, then there's no better time than the present. Well, the truth is, is that the people who were in place to make a difference are who were uh, willing to put their, their necks out on the line, they had a lot less to, uh, on the table to lose, I mean, to, uh, to have taken away from them. Uh, when uh, people like Aretha Franklin were a part of the movement and who were a part of uh, establishing uh, the bus, I forget, oh, that's a shame. Um, she was a part of the movement from Detroit that put together the the bus riders uh, who came down south in, in, in a mixed group. And so I'm saying to you that these people who were worth just a few million were, worth, were, were willing to put that on the line because they wanted to stand up for us. And now when you have the, uh, these these people who are worth hundreds of millions, uh, they don't. They 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 seem to do a lot of talking, uh, but not um, as much as we write. LeBron James, he, we he's not talking anymore. Uh, he's talking to, he's talking about building what is comparably a whole school system, a whole way of uh, of starting out with him in the fourth grade and he'd be a part of your life all the way through college. And Aretha was that uh, that light where we knew that she was involved with us uh, forever and she was always there. And uh, you know, Kathy, I just don't I just don't see these people who ha- who are worth hundreds of millions standing up like that. Well, you know, Aretha did do a lot, and I don't want to sound, you know, I don't want to sound like she didn't because I believe that she really did. But again, James, there are some other great people out there too. I mean, because if it wasn't, then we wouldn't see a lot of stuff being done. I mean, I know it doesn't always look like uh, we are winning, but we are we are actually winning. We are we are further than we are behind. Uh, we we still have a long way to go, but we are further than we are behind. There are a lot of other people. I just want to ask my husband to give me some examples of some people that are doing some great things out in the community that we don't even never even hear about, you know, that they are doing these things because of course the media is not going to bring them forefront because what they always want us to look like the bad people because, you know, the great thing about Aretha is that she was already out there. So she was already out in the open. So when she did come out or, 
whatever she did, you know, the media was there. But again, those other people that who are doing great things for the cause for the for African Americans for the world, you know, they're just not being uh, captured right now. They're not they're not what's in as far as the media is concerned. But in my heart, I know that there are some people out there. Just give me like a day or so to think about it, and me and my husband to put our heads together. And bring you some names because I know that there are some some fingers out there that still do. I need some names, Huh? I do. I do need some names. I need some names. Y'all got to put y'all head together music. to make look, that point. Look at, okay. Look at Maxwell. <laughs> Maxwell has a has a, some great music, and I'm sure he's out doing some kind of um, stuff for the community. I mean, he may not be pouring into. Uh, and a community like we keep bringing up LeBron James, there are other people that are doing great things too. No, they haven't opened up a school, but they're still doing great things, and we can't count them out just because LeBron's was able to pour a million in. They may be able to pay five to pour five hundred thousand in, but it, it may not be the same as his. But they are contributing, so we can't count them out. You know. Well, Cassie, this is what I'm trying to say to you. In all honesty, you and I, and um, T was born uh, before the 60s, and so he has a greater account for this than I do. But what I'm saying to you is is that the people who were our entertainers and our sports figures, uh, they did more with less. Uh, they, uh, The athletes came together when – Muhammad Ali was going through his thing, and uh, they just had a presence that made us proud and wanted to be uh, more like them. And then you had, the, you know, like it's Brown who came out with I'm Black and I'm Proud. That music uh, pushed us, inspired us uh, to, to greatness. And right now we're dealing with people who are making money that has never been made before in, in ways that uh, – Nope, you know, in ways that can't be uh, even begin to be compared to 10, 15, 20 years ago, but they seem to be doing less. Uh, they see us being killed in the streets. They see us uh, being humiliated in these restaurants. And, uh, you know, how much money can you have? I'll even go back to, um, you know, when you when you leave this earth, and you leave two hundred million on the table. That could have went to an organization or to, to to people to do something that is going to be long lasting. And uh, we now and I have a and I'm constantly doing it, uh, taking people's names and going to see their net worth. And I'm saying, if you make a hundred million, why? What would it hurt you to give ten million to an organization uh, to? to take on a legacy for you that will never be uh, stopped. And that just seems what nowadays is that we're about making millionaires in the entertainment business, in the sport business, uh, but they don't seem to be willing or ready uh, to do something. I mean, if we took all the entertainers we had and all the athletes we had, they could put two hundred million together in a blink of an eye, and it would be meaningless to them. And uh, that, but that two hundred million million would mean a lot to a movement to make life better for people of color. 
talking about. I, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see the commitment to the community by the young uh, people that we have, and I'm talking those people who are between 20 and and 40, who uh, who've shown some commitment to making our community better. Well, James, I want to say, uh, you know, what, one of the luxuries and the blessings uh, of uh, becoming, uh, of, of living uh, old age is you get you get a chance to be around long enough to see a lot of stuff. And, you know, um, the the old problems that we used to have as, as slaves have come back to bite us in the butt. Uh, and that old problem is the crab in a basket syndrome. Um, you know, uh, it, it, that was uh, that was a uh, the last of that movement that you're speaking of. They they did exist and they had uh, they tried to, to gain momentum, but the uh, the the gangster rap uh, uh, um, industry kind of choked them out. Uh, artists like uh, Queen Latifah, uh, Heavy D, um, Most Deaf, um, uh, Africa, Africa Bombada, uh, Common had the the attributes, but he did pursue what it what could have been. And and the great example of that, or what I'm saying is um, the uh, the the career of uh, MC Hammer. Uh, MC Hammer was uh, the icon of the '80s, and his his uh, his craft was unsurpassed. But the gangster rap came in and shot him down. Now to prove this, what I'm saying is uh, the generation that I'm speaking of is exactly what Donald Trump is. It's a generation uh, or a class of people that are thin-ended. That can't be stand to be talked about, and so when they can't be stand to be talked about, they change their format of doing things. Um, so, uh, so the gangster rap and the crack dealing uh, era uh, epitomized spinning wheels, bling bling, and twerking and twerking behind. And if you ain't got that, you ain't got nothing. If you ain't got street credit, you ain't nobody. You know, and so, um, so the, the so when Miss Kathy said that there are people out there, but we just can't seem to recognize who they are. Well, that's because the collective effort has been divided. Uh, everybody's split off doing their own thing. And when she says that the media don't recognize them, I really want to kind of disagree with that because to, for me to believe that. I have to believe that the media is still against the people. I'm in, I'm in the, I'm in the belief that the media will take on a good story if the story puts themselves out there as being doing something for the good. So, um, so there, there is, you know, I, again, I hate to think that we need leadership in this, in that area, but, but the divide. And what we was doing is so prevalent that we just need a spark by somebody that understands to push it back in the right direction again. Thank you. 
you know, I just feel like, and I'm talking to my, my general, Kathy, don't get me wrong. I'm talking about some of the people in my generation, too. I just feel like um, somehow or another we've dropped the ball that we've gotten so involved in our own personal riches uh, that we don't see the need uh, to do something that combat uh, the the Donald Trumps of the world. People like Aretha Franklin, and I feel so proud of the efforts that she made, and those guys were called the Freedom Riders. I would call them the bus riders, but they were Freedom Riders. She was involved in the front line of doing that stuff that put her life on the line because when people saw her associated with uh, the civil rights movement, uh, she could have been killed. Uh, you had Harry Belafonte. Uh, these kind of people, uh, they were right with Dr. King and involved with him and and were a part of the people who could have been uh, executed. And so when I look at the list of all the modern-day actors and who are making hundreds of millions of dollars, and somehow why these people can't privately get together and decide that they're going to make their own movement uh, to help uh, help initiate and inspire us. Because we'll follow. I mean, if I had something I could give my $200 to um, to make America uh, hear me or hear us better, I, I mean, I'd give the, the money I got. You know, my 10% is, is uh, available, but I just don't see those who got a real 10% do anything are putting their life on the line other than what you have. I, uh, I have LeBron James has done it. I mean, he don't stepped out there. Let's see how many people follow. Kathy? So what, you, so what you're telling me is that you're looking for a leader to begin the process. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking for somebody to galvanize us in a way and and say, hey, look, um, we're going to fight this fight, and uh, we're going to assist uh, Black Lives Matter and take it to another level. You know, because I have to be honest with you, I don't, I don't believe, I don't believe, and I, I'm saying Aretha did that. Aretha was part of the, the solution, and that's why I'm using her, because she was a part of the solution. She was that iconic figure that has always been with us, that inspired us, like, you know, with respect, you know, and and, and that was in the sense. Who, are, who is ready and prepared to, to show us the way? Well, uh, right I now LeBron, I don't have, I don't have that answer for you. <laughs> but I am looking for it. I don't have it right now, but I am looking for that answer. I know that there are some people. I know that people are not just laying back, not doing anything. I believe in my heart of hearts that there are people gathering in secret places, gathering their funds together to come out and try to make a difference. But the thing about that is is that we have to stand behind them when they come out. We can't say, why are we not going to do this or, oh, they not this. We, If we're going to stand, we have to stand. We can't be, uh, as the Bible said, uh, hot or cold. We have to be all the way in once they come out. But that's our problem. We need to, first of all, 
learn how to come together. We as as black people, we don't we can't come together on anything. Either uh, there's his his hair is too nappy, or he's too light, or he's too short, or something. There's always an issue. So there is a percentage of us that will do it, but what about the other percent? When these people come out, well, we have to back them. Like you said, you're willing to give your money, but what about all the other people, you know, that's not going to be willing to back them, and they need backing? Jay, well, that's a good point right let there. Me say, uh, gee, let me just tell you, I just went, I went and looked up the 100, uh, 100, the 100 black actors, and of course, you know, Cynthia Portier is in there, and and all these different people are in there. And I'm thinking, Salone, these are people who collectively are worth billions, okay? And you ask yourself, uh, if these people were to to step up and say, we're going to make life different here in America, there is no way they could be stopped. But yet we don't seem to have that kind of spirit amongst, and again, I'm talking about people who were born in the 60s uh, as well, because people that I'm I'm uh, talking about, Risa and, and the likes were born way before then, but they played their part. They did their part, and they made and created the NAACP, uh, but now where is the 60s babies NAACP? James, you know what? Uh, Miss um, uh, Kendra makes a great point. Um, you know, now, now before I before I give you the, the example that that is available and that's making pin of noise, but she can't get the back. Uh, she can't. We we have not yet to rally behind. Here's a clue behind her. Um, before I make before I unveil her. Um, you know, Angela Davis and Malcolm X, uh, they were spark plugs of that era. And in their in their separate communities, uh in their separate <coughs> uh demographics, uh they galvanized people and, and then in and all of that we kinda jailed together and was able to do something. All right. Now there is a there is a long wolf. Well she wolf, female. There is a long wolf right now making plenty of noise, all right? Plenty of noise, all right? But, of course, the, the media, and I will say that, the media, and most of the media is owned by the conservatives. I'm sure they, as some would say, we have our liberal media also. But this is a long wolf that makes, that's making plenty of noise and rattling the cage loud is Maxine Wolf. And so if you, if, and, and she's a relic, of that past that you're talking about, uh, you know, John Lewis used to be that guy, but uh, of course, you know, he he's kind of silent. Uh, he's old and silent, but Maxine just is old, but she ain't playing the radio. All right, uh, if we're looking for somebody to actually get on Facebook and galvanize the effort to get behind, it should be her, because now they're trying to silence silence her by calling her crazy and old and and this that and the other. But uh, right now, uh, as her as her as her going out, she get 
she ain't scared, and she letting you know that she ain't. Thank you. And you and you're right, D. That uh, Maxine Waters is is playing her part. Uh, but I'm just saying to you that there are, we're losing these icons that we had uh, before the '60s, before uh, Kathy and I were born, and they are the kind of people that uh, were making things happen on a national scale. Uh, but I'm just I'm just wondering. You know, who are our children going to depend on to inspire them to fight against the tyranny that we're dealing with right now? Uh, we need a, a, a group of uh, individuals who are looking to squash the uh, direction that our country is going in related to uh, their feelings regarding immigrants and of African Americans. Uh, Kathy, you need to know, and uh, I'm not a betting man. I tell you, for the most part, I don't, I don't spend a lot of money on um, wrong or right things related to the numbers and and that kind of thing. But we're going to hear that tape coming soon of our president using the N word. And what I'm trying to say to you is, is at some point we need an organization uh, that fights back because. I don't think we'll ever get rid of racism, uh, but we need to put it back behind closed doors. And if we, uh, this tape about the president using the N-word comes out, you're going to find that a lot of people are going to even start using it more once they recognize uh, that he was willing to use it. And so, you know, we, we got to have a pushback. And I'm asking you, and, and what I'm talking today on the show is that uh, we need some spark. There were so many people that we could point to uh, uh, that we don't have people doing right now. And so that's my concern, Cassie. And I can very well see why you are concerned about that, James. But um, the thing about um, our president, Donald Trump, is that we already know, you know, everybody in America, everybody knows this man's character already. This is not nothing new. Even if, if it is on tape, we know that he has been using that word from the beginning. So that should not be something where we're shocked, where we, oh, we need to rally. We already know that he's using it. And also the other people, we already know that they're using it. And no, it's not going to never be banned because it's so frequently used. What we as a people must do is not allow them who are using it, and we know that they're using it, to upset us to the point to where we want to do something damaging to somebody else because there are consequences behind that. Now, if someone is in your face and they call you that in your face, that's a whole nother story. But we know that they will pass by and call us that in a second. So that's not nothing new. But what or the subject is about the people who are coming up, I was thinking, Okay, look at Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey has opened up so many channels of community things for children, for young men, for 
people to work and different things like that. I was thinking about Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders has a camp. He has a school. So these are other African-Americans, I'm sure, in their communities who are doing things, who are making changes, you know, for the lives of our people. And you're right. I'm aware of uh, what Steve Harvey is doing. I was not aware of Deion Sanders, uh, but I'm, you know, my 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 thought is is that when you're worth, this I'm a math major, so maybe my math thoughts uh, hinder me a little bit. But when you're worth two hundred million, and ten percent of what you're worth is twenty million, what it says to me is is that. First of all, you need to be making statements that go beyond your death. Steve Harvey is not, but Steve Harvey, if, if I'm not mistaken, is in his 60s. And so at some point, you make, you've made so much money, you'll never be broke because you got it in places to keep it working for you. I'm just saying if our people were willing uh, to put together their resources, we could have a organization to match the NRA. And I'm just saying that it seems like the people in Aretha Franklin's time were willing to give all they had, and that's a, I just guess I just don't see that same uh, willingness to give uh, in this this generation. And again, maybe I should twenty to sixty instead of twenty to forty. Uh, so it includes people like Steve Hart. Well, who, who 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 would be qualified to do it? Who would we say is qualified to do it? Because I know numerous people that are qualified to take that um, to take the baton. But then you might not agree. D might not agree. Other people might not agree. So first, we have to get on one accord and not look at the person, but look at the qualities that they are capable. Of pushing us forward to that place See our people There's something that we have to really pray about James because I'm saying People are coming out and trying To make a stand to do To make the change to do something But then we as a As a, as a people We have something to say about them Where we don't want to give our I'm not giving my dollars into that But that's the, the very same person That is going to need the help of the person who is going to stand for us, that is going to be that leader that we need to follow into that next phase, which what which is what you're talking about. Now, I, I'm I'm thinking about Ti. I know he's a rapper, but I know that he does a lot of great community stuff. So there are people out there with money that are making a stance for our people and are uh, making things happen for the community. Well, let me let me go to you, D. Did we mm-hmm. see how did we find Martin Luther King? How did we find Malcolm X? How did we find mm-hmm. uh, uh, these people? Uh, the the mayor of uh, Atlanta, the the older guy who's now I can't, I know it's terrible when we forget these guys' names, but you know all these That's guys okay. in Atlanta. We didn't vote mm-hmm. on them, Abernathy, and all these people. Mm-hmm. We didn't vote on them. They just stepped up. Well, let let me uh, let me uh, uh, first say that uh, James, you're a math major, and I am a 
uh, one of my strengths uh, is uh, being a, a people person, and I understand uh, how um, how to engage uh, in the way of marketing and sales. Let's say, okay, Miss um, Kathy. Well, first of all, to answer your question, it's all about timing. See, and for the for the person to want to be that person. The timing right now is right because you have a certain divide of, of uh, white people and black people. And you got part of that divide that was side, of, you got that part of that divide of white people that was side with black people. The only thing missing, and Miss Kathy said, if, if Miss Kathy said, if, no matter who the person is and no matter who the group is or whatever, it's the message. That's the only thing missing, the message. Somebody, and it don't have to be nobody of, of fame. It has to be somebody who can deliver the message. And they can have to deliver the message of nonviolence. Because, you know, I've said from, from its inception that Black Lives Matter had the great name, had a great name, but their uh, their tactics or they they're not knowing how to do is what put them in a negative light. So it's the message. It's the message how you're gonna grab the people that will listen to you. Because the thirty the thirty nine percent and you know the thirty nine percent I'm talking about, they're not gonna listen to you. We we get that. But what about the other half, the seventy one percent that will listen to you? Those that's your that's your target audience. That's the niche. But the person has to be the person who can deliver the message, and and it has to be. And we and 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 here, so here's the, here's the rebuttal of Black Lives Matter. The message is all lives matter. You can't beat that. You can't beat that. So uh, so that would be that would be in the way of Christ. That all lives matter. And uh, so that person that coming up, that person has to be the one that understands that. Thank you. And, Kathy, I guess as we lose these iconic figures, I'm just afraid that we'll get to the day where we don't have uh, the person who is able uh, to to give us or inspire us. And, I, I won't, you know, it, it just feels, I have to be honest with you, Aretha Franklin seems to me has been here forever, and she inspired us on so many shows and specials that she was on uh, and just made us feel so good inside. And I want that to continue to happen. Uh, but I'm just saying here in this this uh, age where African Americans have more money than they've ever had before, we're not uh, drawn to any one place or any one person. And uh, we weren't able to have Barack long enough to really make a difference. I really wish he and Michelle would get involved in a in a foundation that uh, was looking to uh, change the perspective of African Americans in a way that would make us uh, become united. And I was I would send my two hundred dollars tomorrow, but. Uh, it just seems that we just don't seem to have anybody 
that we can point to, uh, that we can rally around. And I'm just and I asked that question. Martin Luther King did it when he was in his twenties. Uh, Malcolm X did it after going to jail. Somebody now that we can, and, you know, uh, maybe they're not asking. Maybe LeBron needs to say, "Hey, look here, guys. I'm putting up twenty million. Uh, I, I'm looking, you know, do a funding page or something. I don't know. I just don't know nobody. I got two. I don't have nobody to send it to." <laughs> Well, 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 well. Well, right now me and D is getting ready to vote, and we're going to vote you in to start this um, great um, new leadership to help bring the people together. D, do you agree that James should be the one? James, James is I like old. that idea. I like I like that there. No, I like okay. that idea. You're on fire right now, James. You know, and you, you hot. So you So when you hot, you hot. <laughs> we going we going to talk to the rest of the, the people. <laughs> this is the truth for both you and D. I would love to be the voice that for all of us to have that voice that goes louder and louder and louder and reaches more and more people. I was looking at the thing today, and I think I sent it out. Let me see what it was that I sent out to you guys. I sent out a message to you guys about the reason why we got to have this radio show is because uh, these people have decided or said uh, that we don't like, uh, we don't respect or appreciate uh, Amorosa. And I'm looking at well, who asked me? Think she's a liar? I think she was all about herself when the getting was good and the tables were turned, and now she has decided uh, to, to spill the beans. I don't believe she's lying. I believe she's telling the truth. So ain't nobody asked me. Yeah, she can come back home. She can come back to the church. She can come back home. She can come back to the neighborhood. She ain't the first person that walked away and I slept with hogs and then had to go back home. Well, maybe maybe, maybe she went there for a purpose. We don't know. We don't know if she didn't go there for a purpose or not. We just knew that she had to connect with, um, um, with Donald Trump and that she was able to get in. Now, where it goes from now, we'll have to keep our eyes open, right? So when she do begin to get up and stand, we got to stand behind her. But is everybody going to stand behind her? No, everybody is not because there are going to be people saying different things about her because they're going to say that she turned her back on us. Why should we take? No, but if she's able to stand and give the message that the people need to hear and that she has all her ducks in order, why not put her forward? Why not her? Well, why not? Yeah. Why, why not? Gee, Oprah why we can't say. push her forward? She's already out there. She's opened up millions of schools. She's given money into uh, so many different things. Why we can't push her out there? Well, and James, Gee, that's what I was trying to say. You know, you got all these people who say they speaking for Black America. And we know that they don't, uh, whoever they spoke to, they weren't speaking to us. And I want to get us to the point where they have to ask us questions. 
they have to ask us what we're thinking. So they, you know, Amorosa is is the same as a lot of other people that have left the yeah. poll and had to come back. And, 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 and on that point, okay, but look, let me say this. On that point, in the case of Donald Trump, it don't matter. It don't matter if she went in there with her own ambitions or not because we can't have it both ways. And the both ways is we want him out of there, okay? And so if she was a lady in the red dress to put, to get him out, then so be it. You know, if if if, if his if his stupidity and his um and his him being gullible gullible, not knowing how to secure himself and the over office, and he did not, then if she if he she went in there. With the sole intent to get him out of there, that's praise for that. Because we can't have it both ways. You know, the double spy is not going to be the person that's going to be uh, the choir girl or the choir boy. The double spy has to um, do what they have to do to get the mission done. So in that, that's 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 give her uh, uh, a confetti parade when she come back. You know. Because all we wanted him is get him out of there. And it's working. It's working really good. Because him being so thin-skinned, see, that's his Achilles heel. And, and she's a poised person. She's a poised person in doing what she does. So that's good. That's a good thing. You know? I mean, hey, um, uh, uh, Steve Harvey couldn't have got him out. Because, now, Steve Harvey, I love him, but you can't, you can't fight a snake. With a stick, or you know, you can't fight a snake on his own ground. You got that. You got to get down with him, and she did that. You know, it takes a snake to get a snake sometimes. So I'm I'm good with that. Thank you. All right, we're gonna take a short break, and we're gonna come back and continue our conversation.
Reflections, brought to you seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday uh, Sunday at 8.30 Eastern Time, excuse me, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so that your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruption. Dial in at 657-383-0309 so your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruption. Uh, guys, I, I just want to ask you uh, what your feeling is in regard to a situation that happened, uh, I think, in Colorado, and how crazy it is. You know, I think I'm going to start uh, to give everybody an opportunity to speak on this, and how depressing it can be uh, when people, how much we love family, and then to have somebody do something that is as egregious as this, a man killed his wife and two children and his expected child and uh, had the nerve to get on TV and beg for her return only to uh, to uh, to tell the police that he was going to show them where he buried the bodies. Uh, see, just give me an instant. Uh, a sense of what is it you feel like when you hear that somebody has destroyed a whole family of people and somehow how a man could do uh, the worst thing in the world is to destroy his wife and his girls and his expected children. It, it just, it, it, when I read about the story, it just seemed so unreal. Well, I mean, you know, it's a it's a disconnect from uh I think it's a disconnect with life itself. Um, where people just find it okay to do despicable things. Um, you know, um the justice system have attorneys that that want to ask for uh the, the plea of insanity and I and I guess that's right. There there's some insane uh, uh properties in a person that thinks like that. But um, you know, also the, uh, you know, people do things because they're tired of um, committing and responsibility. Um, you know, uh, he could have been fed up and not want to be the responsible person for his family no more. So I mean, he probably thought the best way to alleviate that is to kill them all. Now, you know, I I, I talk rough like that. I mean. Who does that? Uh, you know, so going forward, whatever he gets, I hope he gets the fullest sense of the law. And and the plea of insanity should not say so. Thank you. And, uh, Kathy, you've raised two boys, and you have a commitment to your family that goes beyond your immediate family. And it, it just, it's, it's just heartbreaking. I saw the pictures of those two girls and how much fun they were having in life. And then the mother was expecting another child. And here this man is just taking away all of these lovely individuals from their extended family. Yeah, I think we should go back the way we used to do it back in the days and take them outside of the city and stone them. <laughs> It it is cruel to a man like that. For him to look that that camera in the eye and beg for his children 
that he is destroyed. I just, I, I just, I mean, it's hard not to want him uh, to perish in a very e- evil way. I mean, I looked at those pictures of those those kids who were weren't even in first grade yet, and uh, this guy uh, just decided for whatever reason uh, that they didn't, they no longer needed uh, to live. Was just, it was just incredible. Well, I want to again thank all of you for uh, supporting me today and calling in and let's just having a conversation. Uh, we want to just uh, be uh, one of many or three of many to say that we hope that uh, Aretha Franklin rests in peace and thank her for everything that she's given us over the years, all the specials that she was involved in and all the great uh, music she produced. Uh, we on Thoughts, Love, and Reflection uh, just truly appreciate the dedication and commitment that she made uh, to our society. And we truly hope that, that there are going to be others who step up in this dying time of need that we have right now uh, because we are in a place where we need leadership. We need people that we can respect. We need uh, all of those uh, leaders that have passed, emulated, and copied uh, in order to make our lives better. Take care, everybody, and I'll see you tomorrow on 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Thought, Love, and Reflection.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.